The Super Serious Sports Show with Chris Coleman and Adam Jansen. Welcome to the Super Serious Sports Show. My name is Adam Jansen, and across from me today is not Chris Coleman. Across from me today is Maddie, who was on our Best Of show last time, who's also on our Best Of show today. I'm the Best Of girl and voiceover girl, in case you forgot. I'm also the one that says in between the bits that goes, the Super Serious Sports Show. That's you. That's me, and this is me talking not like that, hopefully, throughout this entire Best Of episode. Also a former Raiders cheerleader. Yes, in the last year of the Raiders cheerleaders, actually. And also, fun fact, I was at the very first Viking clap of the Raiders. Oh, there you go. I was part of the very first one, and they told us not very long before going out on the field. <laughs> it was a bit of a confusing time, but we did it, and I was part of history, so good time. Uh, but it is a best-of bit. Chris Coleman is not with us today, but that doesn't mean you're not going to hear his voice. No, no, you're going to hear his voice on plenty of our uh, best bits and worst bits. I guess you could call it The Hits and Misses, Volume 2. <laughs> what a great name. Now, Maddie, the first bit that we're going to replay here. Chris and I love a good team nickname. Just a good team name. Not even the nickname part, just a fun team. I feel like you need one, especially this day and age, if you're getting a new team into a sporting code, you need to have the following behind it and name will definitely help. Yeah, well, the Dolphins coming into the NRL and just calling themselves the Dolphins. Not particularly creative. Have you got any fun... Favourite team names? Not that I can think of the top of my head. Uh, over in America, I'm a big fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, controversial to some and not to others. But <laughs> switching to another team within that is the Bengal Tigers. And their cheerleaders were called the Bengals, which I think is just great. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals yep. instead of the Bengals. Anyway, I stumbled across a team in the minor leagues of baseball over in the US, and this is me giving it to Chris Coleman. Do you remember about three months ago, oh. we were talking about team nicknames? I'm hard-pressed to remember yesterday, but yes. 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 So, team nicknames, and yeah. you brought one to the table that I thought was really, really good. The Carolina Disco Turkeys. Yes, yeah, I got a t-shirt from them. You got a t-shirt? I've got a t-shirt. I should have worn it today, I've got it. I'll bring I'm- it in next time. I reckon I've found a better team name. A better team name. A better team name than the Carolina Disco Turkeys. Are they? Are they? Do they play in the Rocket City by any chance? They do. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing that I knew where you were going? The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Trash Pandas. <laughs> More commonly known as a raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the Rocket City. Trash Pandas. Yep. They're a feeder club. Is that what you call it in baseball? Yeah, Are they yeah. a feeder club? A farm club, a farm team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, the, to the Los Angeles uh, Angels. Yeah. They play out of Alabama. Yeah. And they've only been around for a couple of years. I just saw that pop up and I went, that is that is the greatest team name I think I've ever seen. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do a half hour on, well, on, on team names. I think we're just going to have to sit down and find some and actually get some people on yep. from these clubs and get some of the history or get some sports historians on to talk about some of these club names. I'm 100% getting uh, myself some uh, Rocket City Trash Panda merchandise. The logo's great. It's got a little raccoon oh, yeah, in, like yeah. a, in a trash can. And, he, and he's, and he's ro- rocketing. I don't know if that's yeah. a thing, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's best. Anyway, I want to see if you can beat that. Now, Maddie, you've done two breakfast radio shows around the country before, mm-hmm. and I've asked you this question. I asked you this question last time we did a best of edition. But have you ever come up with just a stupid game or a stupid competition on short notice? Oh, 
Like, I feel like you haven't done breakfast radio if you haven't come up with a really stupidly called. I think the ones that come to the top of my head is, is this an Oprah saying or a quote from the Psycho movie? <laughs> Actually a very difficult game to play. I'll test you at some point. Um, but I've also done jazz band or crime syndicate. So take your pick. Well, on the Super Serious Sports Show, Maddie, we play What Is It or Where Is It From? And, well, this is my second attempt at this game. Are you ready, AJ? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Sport one of three. What is it or where is it from? Where are you going? Where is it from? Where is it from? Oh, you've gone. You've, you've made the wrong choice. Camel jumping. What was it? Camel jumping. Camel jumping. Camel jumping. What do you think camel jumping might be? Well, camel jumping, uh, this according to the website legit.ng. So that's a really reliable source. One of the oldest weird sports in the world, professional camel jumpers use their speed and strength to move over as many camels as possible. It is practised by the Zaranik tribe in its country of origin. Uh, we are not sure whether it has been approved by uh, the animal rights group PETA or not. But so people are jumping over the camels. Hmm. So it's not the camels that are jumping. It's no, not it's, like it's, show jumping. No, no, it's people jumping over the camels to see okay. how many camels you can jump over. I have a picture of a man here who has just jumped over two. Well, I'm glad I didn't go the other one because I would have got it wrong because I would have said camel jumping is camels that, that jumping. That would have actually been quite funny. That, that, that wouldn't be bad to watch, actually. Camel steeplechase. Anywho, where's it from? <sighs> Who's crazy? <laughs> Nepal Nepal, no they don't have camels in Nepal but they have plenty of camels in Yemen Adam Jansen is none for one okay what is it that's where Chandler pretended to go actually I think it he is. actually went there in Friends yeah, yeah yeah. what is it or where is it from where are you going which one uh, we'll go what is it this time what is it okay this is this is possibly one of the easiest ones you'll ever get chess boxing what is chess boxing other than a German sport what is chess boxing? How is that easy? Well, Ch- chess boxing. Think, think about it for just a second. Don't don't overanalyze things, okay? Chess boxing. I don't know. You, you really don't know. You alternate rounds. Yeah. Against the clock, you have a round of chess. Yeah. And then when the when the bell goes, you get up and you try and punch the living suitcase out of your opponent. Then the bell rings for the end of the round. You get down and you play chess again. Hence the name, chess boxing. So it goes back and forth between... It goes back and forth between chess and boxing. I don't where, know... Where do they play that? Uh, Germany, apparently. It, it was uh, it was invented by a Dutch performance artist, so I would have given you... <laughs> I would have given you Holland. He, I got the idea from a French graphic novel, so I would have given you France, and I would have given you Germany. A novel written in 1992 by Enki Bilal in the book Froid Equateur, which means cold equator, I think. So there you go. Apparently he also has fans in India and Russia. Go figure. All right, last one. Last one. Let's go. What is it or where is it from? Where is it from? Where is it from? Congratulations. You have chosen Man versus Horse Marathon. (laughs) (laughs) A sport that started in 1979 to settle a pub argument where the locals wondered who would win a race between a man and a horse. From that time, a marathon race of 22 miles has been held in this country involving horses and men. Interestingly, the horses won most of the races, but men have won twice, taking home a $40,000 cash prize. But the more important question, Adam Jensen, is where did the man versus horse marathon originate? Which country? Ireland. 
You're not far geographically wrong. Scotland? No, no, you've got to go the other way. Wales. Wales. I was in the right area. <laughs> you were not far wrong. You were not far I wrong. I heard pub and I just went... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, you've gone naught from three, but I do. I would like to say one of your more entertaining efforts. The Super Serious Sports Show. Maddie, do you ever have a weekend where things just don't go your way? Um, probably. I don't know. I work a lot of the weekends, so you could say that doesn't happen. But I don't know. Guess no. I can't think of anything off the top of my head though. Imagine you have about seven or eight sporting teams that you follow. Yeah. And all seven or eight of those sporting teams lose. I woke up on Saturday expecting a good weekend in the world of sport. The Los Angeles Dodgers were playing the St. Louis Cardinals, a team I despise. And, in fact, in the Friday game over there, having lost 16-8 on the Thursday game, they won the Friday game 5-0. That came through early Saturday morning. I was feeling pretty good about how my weekend was going to shape up. They had two more games in that. Uh, the Brumbies were playing the Western Force, who are not a great side in Super Rugby. Spurs were playing the awful Brentford in English Premier League. The Raiders were on a five-game winning streak. The GWS Giants were looking like they were starting to get back into some sort of form. Uh, during the course of, sa- of, of, um, of Saturday, I, I made my plans. I worked out where I was going to be for various things and wandered around to Super Rugby time. The Brumbies had the chance to set up a clash for top spot this week with a win over the Western Force last week. It was second versus eighth. The Brumbies then rested players. How'd they go? They rested players in a game that would have guaranteed (laughs) them a top spot clash this week. They lost 34-19. They are now third. They are a distinct chance of dropping out of the top four and if they make the finals, which they will, having to play all their finals on the road as the lower-seeded team. How many teams make the finals? Eight. Okay. Out of, yeah, yeah, I know. But if you, finish five, many. if you finish five to eight, you don't, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. One plays eight, team. two plays seven, three plays oh, six. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Tennis it, tournament. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, so that was Saturday night, early-ish. Um, shortly after that game was, 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 was rolling, Spurs <laughs> wandered out at their magnificent home stadium, their magnificent Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, with some remote chance of still qualifying for the Europa League, by the way, of, of squeezing into the top six. <laughs> they were up against Brentford, who, look, Brentford, with, with apologies to their three fans in Australia, they suck. And eight minutes in, Spurs... <laughs> they're the, are they the bees? They're the bees. The bees. The bees. Uh, who wear red and white. <laughs> I now, love that so now, I don't much. know about you, right? I don't know about you. I've never in my life seen red and white bees, Okay. <laughs> Uh, Eight minutes in. The English Premier League names confuse me so much. (laughs) Harry Kane scored a goal, which means I think he's now scored goals against more Premier League opposition than anyone else. He scored one, yeah? Yeah, he scored one. How did Brentford score? Spurs lost at home (laughs) 3-1. So, like I said, sport gives you the chance to be uplifted. Unless you're me, because the Brumbies by now, a team I have loved and followed for many years... Uh, followed by Spurs, a team that I have loved and despised for many, many years. Um, Both got pantsed. We move around to Sunday. During the course of Sunday, the Saturday night Major League Baseball game in the States was played. The Dodgers lost 6-5. Sunday afternoon, the Raiders came out off the back of a five-game winning streak against Manly, a side I I have despised and hated for 30-plus years. The Raiders came out, scored a try, and then went back in. Well, yeah, they came out, (laughs) scored a try, and lost 42-14. to Are you seeing a pattern here, AJ? Yeah, your team sucks. It gets better. It gets better. I went home after that game. I sat down. I turned on the the AFL 
GWS had actually led at quarter time, were level with St Kilda at half time, and were only three down at three quarter time. I watched that game. They managed to, in the last quarter, kick a grand total of one goal. <laughs> one goal. St Kilda, to their credit, to their ever-loving credit, did not bury GWS. They came out and kicked two goals, seven. So they could have kicked seven or eight goals in the last quarter. Uh, regardless, GWS lost by 12. And then to rub all the salt in the world in on Monday, the Sunday Major League Baseball game was played in the US Monday Australian time and the Dodgers lost 10-5. So that is why you should love sport because it just gives you the chance to be uplifted and to have all the hope in the world completely and utterly dashed repeatedly time after time right across your weekend. Now, Maddie, you've seen this book sitting on my desk. I'm very proud of it. Oh, the Chris Coleman Book of Feuds. That's the one. Yes. So a short time ago on this show, I added three more chapters. Much chapters? To chapters. Okay, that's intense. Three more chapters is intense, but very, very necessary. Here's Chris finding out about those three new chapters. For new listeners of our show, about two months ago, I, uh, I wrote a book called Chris Coleman's Book of Feuds. You plagiarised things that I've said on the radio, compiled them and put them in a book and called yourself No, the these author. don't have the things that you said. This has information about yeah, the people yeah. that you, you spoke of. All right, okay. And so... so you've got I, some new entries, have you? Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we when did When are it, you going to end up in the Book of so, Feuds? So adding, adding to the state of Florida... The Carlton Football Club, yep. the San Francisco Giants. They deserve it. The Arsenal Football Club and David it. Warner. Yeah, he deserves it. The newest entry, I nearly put this in the first time. Okay. Nelson Asafa Solomona from the Melbourne Storm. He deserves it. A New Zealand professional rugby league footballer who plays for the Melbourne Storm in the NRL and New Zealand at international level. Asafa Solomona won the 2017 NRL Grand Final and the 2020 NRL Grand Final with Melbourne. Big Nels has been penalised or charged on numerous occasions for the use of elbows and forearms during play. Is that why you're not a fan? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not a fan because he hasn't been penalised enough for it because he still does it. He broke or he knocked teeth out of uh, Wade Egan's yeah. mouth in a game last year. Yeah. And, and, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that was after... The one on uh, Joseph Suoliti, I think either I think the same season with the same move, the one where he just drops onto him. Yeah, it's not. It's, I, I will say this: it's actually probably not quite fair to put Nass in there because it's more the uh, NRL leading with the elbow tackle officiating. But anyway, move on. Move Next, on. You've got another one, I assume. How many have we got here? <sighs> well, you notice I brought a beer in. Oh, good God! Yeah, all right. Yeah. Remember the other night after the Raiders game, how I offered you a beer? Yeah. And then you went to the fridge to get yourself a beer. <laughs> and you had two choices. Yeah, one of them was Forex. One of them was Forex Gold. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Capital Brewing Summerdale. You did not hesitate the slightest. And you went for the summit. Most right thinking people would do the same. Forex, pronounced Forex, is a brand of Australian beer brewed in Milton, Brisbane by Queensland brewers, Castlemaine. Perkins, now mm. a division of the Japanese-owned Lion. Mm -hmm. It enjoys wide popularity in the state of Queensland, where it is commonly found on tap in pubs and bars. Why don't you like Forex? I just don't like it. It's awful stuff. Because It's not because you associate with like the Queensland nah, state I of just, origin I team? I just or? don't like the taste of it. It's awful. It's awful. Next. Next one. I have to go to Twitter. Mm -hmm. This is the reason we're doing this segment okay. this week. Okay. Some of this is not safe to read on the radio. Flog rating, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Quite surprising, old mate Piers manages to tweet so much twaddle because he seems to have, and I can't read the rest. Yeah, I know. 
That was after you shared a tweet of Pierce complaining about the Australian t- side, uh, saying how there's never been a less deserved retention of the Ashes. Piers Morgan mm. is an English broadcaster, journalist, writer, television personality, lover of the English cricket team and hater of the Australian side. During the 2023 Ashes series, Piers has blown up to Lux after st- the stumping dismissal of Johnny Bairstow in the second test and the rain-affected draw in the fourth test, which resulted in Australia retaining the Ashes. I don't need to ask you why you don't like Piers Morgan. I think we covered that earlier in the program. Uh, 10 out of 10 flog rating. Yeah, flog rating, 10 out of 10. It's, it's, it's right up there. And, and in 2013, when England uh, retained the Ashes... Uh, due to a match being washed out when they were chasing about 310 for victory and were three for 37. Is that the same series where Stuart Broad nicked it to first slip? Could well be, yeah. yeah. But at the end of that 2013 uh, match where rain came in, uh, uh, who was who was one of the happiest tweeters uh, of, of all the English millions of people? One, Piers Morgan. Oh, he's in the book of feuds now. And, yeah, I'm sure he'll be thrilled to hear that too if he hasn't blocked me on Twitter yet. Now, Maddie, we've all done ourselves a stupid injury at one point in our lives. I broke a toe, tripping upstairs, carrying a bowl of wheat bix. I feel like no one's got an injury that's not stupid, if you really think about it. No one goes out in their day planning to get injured. But personally for me, um, I've walked into the boot of my car and split my eyebrow open. That was really fun. Um, But my partner, he's probably got the best one, that he was carrying towels and then clipped his pinky finger on the hallway door frame and essentially the pinky finger ripped back and shattered his entire hand and he now has metal (laughs) to hold it together. Nathan! Yeah. I've got worse stories than that that he's done. And between him and his father, who are very clumsy and have stupid injuries, we could have a whole entire separate podcast or a show. Well, imagine your partner was a professional sportsman Mm -hmm. and he had to miss a game because of said silly injuries or said stupid injury. Here are some of the best. 1999 Mm -hmm. State of Origin camp. Yep. Wayne Pierce took over as the coach. He did. From Tommy Rodonica. So Tommy loved to drink and Tommy loved a drinking bonding session. Mm. Wayne Pierce did not. He had a great idea. Wayne Pierce took the, te- took the team horse riding. That was a great idea. Great idea for everyone except for Robbie Kearns and, and, and the great raider Bradley Clyde. Robbie Kearns came off his horse, broken collarbone, 12 weeks, missed the entire State of Origin series. Brad Clyde injured his shoulder. He missed eight weeks. Not good. No. Basically, if you're going to go on a bonding camp for State of Origin... Don't go near the horses. Don't do anything dangerous. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything stupid. We move forward to 2001, and I love this story, because the story, as I remember it at the time, was that... For, remember Tim Brasher that played for the Balmain Tigers yep. and South Sydney Rabbitohs and, yep. and, and the Cowboys, and, mm-hmm. he, played for, and he played for uh, Australia and New South Wales. The story was, at the time, that he injured himself slipping off a chair at home, basically cleaning a fan. Apparently that's not actually what happened. Oh, what happened? It has since been discovered that the injury was the result of an accident that occurred during a trail biking adventure with former Cowboys halfback Nathan Fien. No one knows why the Cowboys decided to try and cover it up. One stupid injury with another make-believe stupid injury. But he wouldn't have been the first uh, NRL player to injure his name at home had that been what happened. David Kidwell, mm-hmm. while he was the South Sydney captain, injured his knee out for the season, tripping over one of his kids at home. 
Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it, it happens. happens. Uh, in the AFL, Brad Johnson, Western Bulldogs captain, mm. got injured when he got hit by a golf cart out on the training thing. It, it, it happens. And it basically it, it fastened the uh, end of his career. It did. It did, yeah. It did. Jack Whiten, yep. Raiders player, 2012, missed the majority of the season after injuring his toe on a backyard trampoline. Do you remember that? Yeah, trampoline. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So poor old Jack White, and he missed most of the season. It was his debut year. He came back at the end of the year, but he played one game, one game in the uh, in the finals before we were turfed out. Uh, and the final one I'm going to go to from an Australian standpoint, I don't think it was here. I think it was actually overseas. Brad Haddon. Oh, this Finger one, this, in the this, eye. This one's famous. You can't go around with the high fives willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. James Faulkner poked him in the eye. Actually, a little quick story, though, about Brad Haddon. Brad mm. Haddon nearly suffered an injury at this radio station. So really? When you go into our voiceover booth here down in production... Mm. The, little, little, the little room next to yours. Yeah, yeah. the little room next... There's a little step that goes down mm. into it. Oh. Brad came into uh, to voice an ad for a charity, and, being and, the and incredibly kind man and big Raider supporter that Brad Haddon didn't is. know the step was there? He tripped on the step and he nearly cleaned up his head on the stand that was in there. So Brad Haddon nearly suffered a, a double injury in the voiceover booth. He was in the Australian team at the time. Could you imagine had he injured his knee or injured his head or something like that? It's really simple. You can't go around recording charity commercials well, willy-nilly. Well, I'm not entirely sure I'd have a job. So anyway, so when former Brumby David Pocock was in the building the other day, I was like, David, please watch, watch, watch your step. step. Yeah, good plan. Thank you, Maddie. This has been a, our second ever hits and misses, our second ever best and worst of the Super Serious Sports Show. Uh, just something to look out for on our feed. We'll have an interview with Raiders NRLW player Sophie Holloman. That'll be up on the feed tomorrow. Uh, we've had Sophie on the show previously. She's a great chat, so look out for that one. And Chris, if you're listening, which I know you will because you love listening back to yourself, I will catch you back in studio next week for another edition of the Super Serious Sports Show. Thank you, Maddie. You're welcome.